What's up, you guys? My name is Anna Benton, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the first episode of my new podcast called That's Good Stuff, Y'all. So I thought it was important to... <laughs> I've already got the giggles. Go ahead. Let's give them what they want. <laughs> Let's give them what they came here for. what they want. I thought I should start off this new endeavor by having my favorite human in the entire world as my first guest. So please welcome the J.R. Benton. And the crowd goes wild. I'm just kidding. Hey guys, I'm J.R. (laughs) As you can tell, we are really new at this, but we're really excited because it's going to be a lot of fun and we just love chatting and talking. Mm -hmm. So I am the husband to the lovely Anna Benton, who's putting this on. Um, We've been married for... Coming up on no, it's already been five years. So yeah, it's that's a, right. It's been a good ride. Yeah, when's our anniversary, Jer? Uh, March seventh, two thousand fifteen. So we got married. That was real good. I'm very proud of you. I'm just saying, husbands, if you can ever get one thing down, remember that. Remember her birthday and your kids' birthdays. That's right. And tell her she cooks good. Yeah. And take out the trash every once in a while on a Friday. Okay, you're getting a little... (laughs) Dial it back. Anyways, let's start from the beginning. So, I want to talk about how we met. Mm. Would you like to start or would you like me to start? Uh, Let's let you start. Okay, from my memory? Yeah. Okay, so this is the way that I remember us (laughs) meeting. So, I was leading worship. I was wearing a pair of blue suede shoes. And after... The service is over. You came up to me on the stage, and I didn't know who you were, and you tried to, <laughs> you tried to hit on me. You liked what you were hearing. You liked what you were seeing. Yeah, yeah. And I basically said, no, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> and I walked away. Swing and then, but, but then you added me on Facebook, because mm. Facebook was kind of new back then. And that next week... We showed up at a church to play for a youth camp, and you were the guitarist. And I remembered, that's the guy that liked my blue suede shoes. And that's where it all began. Mm, And her heart just melted into a puddle in my hand. So my memory actually goes back a little bit further (laughs) than that. It's completely (laughs) different. So I remember the first time I ever saw you. Like laid eyes opened, saw you. Really, it was my ears that heard you first. So everybody knows Anna Minton. She's a worship leader, phenomenal singer. Um, <clears throat> loves leading worship and singing, songwriting, all that. I remember uh, I I was in Thomasville, Georgia at the time. That's my hometown where I'm from. All my family's from there. I'm born and raised there. One of our great friends, uh, Nicholas Carter. He's now known as Nicholas Ian Carter. You can find him whoop, on Spotify, whoop. Apple Music, Look YouTube, him up, everywhere. Y'all. That's good stuff. Um, he's a recording artist, doing great things. Um, just lifelong friend, too. Um, so he was playing in this worship band that Anna was singing at uh, for this event in Thomasville, and he was like, "Hey, man, you should come out to our rehearsal. Just hang out. I haven't seen you in a while. Want to like come out and see you?" And so I showed up. And I was sitting on this couch in this uh, old, cool, like vintage little like like rehearsal hall um, in Thomasville. And I remember she saying, "Healing is in your hands" by yeah. Christy Knuckles. That was like your signature song back in the day. That was the first song I ever led worship to. Really? Yeah. That okay. So when you met me, that was the first time I had ever sang with a live band. Okay. With drums that were not pre-recorded on a track. Wow. And so that was the one and only song that I knew how to follow along with Mm -hmm. and sing to. And so I'd let it 
anywhere I was asked to lead. Wow. <laughs> so I remember seeing you, and I remember specifically uh, seeing your foot tattoos on your feet and being like, wow, who is this girl? i got to get to know her. <laughs> wow, this is incredible. And then the next night, it was the event, and I made the whole blue suede shoes comment, real stalker creeperish, and the rest is history. I thought it was sweet. I didn't think you were creepy. Oh, thanks. I got a way to, to put a little, a little charm on stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I got a, a little tiny bit of game is all that amounts to. You do. So then, so we dated two years yeah. and about a year of that was long distance. So when you went off to the Baptist College of Florida, I was still in Thomasville. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I went to college on a softball scholarship and actually got injured um, during the sophomore year. Of college, and I had my first knee surgery. Tried to come back playing, still having some issues, and found out I had to have a second knee surgery. And during that time is when someone invited me to a church in Thomasville. Um, and during that time, in my life was when I was really kind of running from God. Um, I was really rebelling. I I didn't want anything to do with church because for so long in my life, I had based my view of God on the actions of people rather than on Him and His Word. And so anytime that we base um, our thoughts of God on the actions of people, they're not going to stand firm because people mess up. Mm. All of us are broken. No one's perfect. But when we set our eyes on God and realize that we're all just trying to do our best at serving Him, that's when our faith is not shaken because it's on the rock that it should be. Mm. Preach. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, we have a church over here. Oh, oh, right. Anyway, so... Show up, just bring your covered dish and... (laughs) (laughs) So that's the time that um, someone invited me to church. Um, I was really, I was starting to try to turn over a new leaf, um, working through some addictions that I had um, and a lifestyle that um, I'm not proud of, but the Lord has redeemed me from. And so I took the first step and I went to that church and started coming back and slowly got involved in singing and leading worship. And I'm so glad and thankful for the people that took me under their wing during that time um, that just saw me for where I was and saw where God could take me if someone poured into me and if someone took the time to tell me that I would not be stuck in that place forever. Mm, That's huge. That's huge. Huge, huge. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then that's when I met Jr. So mm-hmm. also, this is another thing. I was really scared. I thought you weren't going to want to date me because in my eyes, you were this like uber Christian. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, JR would carry around this Bible that was falling apart from the seams. Like all the glue had ripped off his pages and he was just walking around with a smile on his face. And he's the guy that you're having a conversation with. And he would just be like, yeah, well, you know, Matthew 5, 6 says that. <laughs> This is that about but that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was I was brand new to the faith, you know? And so I really, I was self-conscious about that. But we started as friends and you you walked through that growing season with me. And then we started dating um, when we were on more of an equal mm. path together. So like vice versa for me, <laughs> I thought <laughs> that you wouldn't want anything to do with me because I was like like a year, year and a half out of high school whenever we met. Um, and so I was still just in that high school, stepping into college mindset, hadn't right. really experienced life, was still living at home with my folks. So I hadn't really like been on my own, hadn't been doing my own thing. You know, so I was still in that kind of high school relationship mindset, 
which is really different than like adult, you know, like right. all the games and stuff are done. But anyways, like you at the time were hanging out with all these like super like cool, trendy, like like awesome people. And so I thought like looking at me, I was like, oh, there's no way that she's going to want to be with me. And if you look at me from way back then, I was like this really scrawny, like little shrimp of a guy. Like <laughs> You wore a lot of sweater vests. I did. I, I thought that and uh, and uh, Goodwill cardigans. Yeah. Oh, uh, they were so cute. They, I was like a little old man, but I was young. I loved it. You were. So I remember you took me to Panera for the first time, too. There was so Y'all, much that I... Y'all, this boy ain't never been to Panera before we started dating. This boy ain't never had sushi before we started dating. Seriously, though, there was so much that I had experienced before I met you. This boy had gone to the Thomasville Walmart and the Thomasville Grassroots. Mm. And that was about it. If if it was not within a five-mile radius of Thomasville, you really had not gone anywhere. Yeah. I mean, like, I'd been on, like, mission trips and, like, traveled a little bit. Yeah. But nothing... Like, I hadn't experienced, you know, anything. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> so like Baptist College of Florida, did we talk about that yet? Or no? Yeah. Wanna, so then, okay. so during that period, you went off to the Baptist College of Florida, um, and then I was still staying in Thomasville. And even though I was no longer playing softball, I was finishing up my degree there. So we were long distance for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was. I think that was a really good time in our relationship, like a really good, not like, I don't want to say like trial by fire because it sounds really dramatic and stuff, but like, like, you know how they say like, uh, like a diamond is like refined through fire or whatever it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, diamonds refined through pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Gold is refined through fire. And that like, we were new to dating each other, new to, you know, and so moving off to, to, to Graceville, Florida, which is like two hours away from Thomasville, um, being in a small little, um, like Southern Baptist town at the Baptist College of Florida, which is a great school. Um, and it was a good environment and I, I had a lot of great friends there, but that was my first time ever really like leaving home and right, kind of trying out life on my own, uh, living by myself in a dorm room with a bunch of other guys, having a roommate, all of that stuff. Um, so for me, I grew a lot during that time. So it was just a constant like, like I had to, I had to be really um, like specific or like have had to give a lot of initiative. I mean, there gosh, were a like, lot of first time things happening for you within a short period of time. Yeah. So for you, that was a very overwhelming season. And I want to I want to talk about this because I I bet we're gonna have at least a few college listeners. Um, we have a lot of friends mm-hmm. that are college aged in our church. Um, and so for me and Jr., you know, kind of look at where we are now. And then let's talk about how we were feeling about ourselves back then. JR and I both really just walked through a lot of confusion about um, who we were and what the Lord was calling us to do. Um, And I think we still walk through some of that, and we always will. Um, But it was a lot harder back then because it was also, we're still dating, so there's a lot of insecurity involved. You know, there wasn't this firm foundation of marriage that was holding us together. So you still had all those normal worries of my boyfriend is at a long distance college. You know, I don't see him. He's got all these other girls in his classes. No, you know, no. I've got, to, <laughs> I've got <laughs> different boys in my classes. Yeah. You know, I know these are real worries yeah, that yeah. people have all the time. Um, and so I just remember when we were dating, it was so important to set boundaries. Um, 
and to just try to communicate a little bit extra than what we did when you were living yeah. in Thomasville. Yeah, the word I was searching for earlier was not initiative. It was uh, intentionality is what I He found had to, Yeah. Intentionality. That's right. Yep. That leads to authenticity. Yeah. So when did you know that you wanted to marry me? Um, well, I'm not going to be like super like fairy tale, like, oh, it was love at first sight, (laughs) you know, when I first laid eyes on you, that sort of thing. But I will say, um, it kind of just came up in a casual conversation with my Gaga myself, who, like, if you don't know guys, uh, like my Gaga is my grandmother. Um, she's just very special to me and very important person in my life great godly woman um and yeah i can just see where god placed her in my life for a specific reason um and it lead me closer to him so i was staying with her and my dad at the time and i remember just having having a casual conversation with her and being like you know what and it just kind of came across my mind like i think i'm ready to like marry this girl i'm ready to marry anna like why not you know like <laughs> um <laughs> and uh if you know me like <laughs> A side of me is sometimes just like starting something or running at something 110 miles an hour, just getting super hyped up on it and kind of trying to figure it, like figure it out as I'm going. So I'm like building the car as I'm racing the car down the road, that sort of thing. I'm like like putting mm-hmm. the spoiler on the back and the windshield and all that stuff. Like oh, while we talking I'm driving. about spoilers? <laughs> no, no, let's not get that. <laughs> So, so I got a cracked spoiler on the back of my car because I backed into a tree. Yo, accident. this boy, let's let's talk about JR's driving for a second. This boy is driving us home from the DQ tonight. <laughs> 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 the bottom base of a traffic barrel is in the middle of the road and he went flying over it. I screamed and he said, what's wrong? And didn't even <laughs> see it. <laughs> Listen, those listen, the lanes are very narrow and the barrels are very big. So I didn't hit the barrel, it didn't go like flying or anything, but you know, it's got like the the black rubber ring around the bottom. There's no excuses come back from that. I I literally didn't know what I hit. I thought it was like a stick in the road or something. (laughs) And I was was just going on about my business. Oh my gosh. So I promise I'm a good driver, but you're a great driver. Yeah. So anyways, I get really um, just like sporadic and spontaneous about certain things. And if I love something, if I'm all into it, I'm, you know, 150%. Um, And so like I remember on a whim, um, like sometimes I would just get a random like just like wild hair to like drive back from college in the middle of the night because I wanted to like surprise you in the morning, um, like bringing you coffee. Like I think somewhere Mm -hmm. like somehow I would. Maybe I would like text one of your friends or something and figure out what your mm-hmm. schedule was the next day and show up or or like I remember one time you were um you were uh, working at Olive Garden. Y'all, uh, I used to work at the OG. Yeah, we were taking it back. Oh yeah. Jo- hashtag job you have in college. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I remember I like knew your shift or whatever, and so I like drove all the way like two two and a half hours whatever it was, and uh, surprised you as you were like closing the night out at Olive Garden and stuff and. So like I just remember doing a whole lot of sporadic stuff like that. So I think with marriage, I was just like like once I knew, I was like, well, we both love each other. We both love Jesus. We get along really well. We got a lot of the same interests and stuff. I feel like we could really do life together. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I think the temptation, like obviously like being a college student at the time, you hear a lot about marriage and talk about being the one, like if you want to find the one, be the one, um, like you can look that up. That's like a Louis Giglio sermon series. It's really good on dating and relationships and stuff. Um, but sometimes it gets transformed in this like magical, super spiritual thing that when sometimes I think it's literally just like, like it can be as kind of dry cut as like, we love the Lord. We love each other. We can do life really well together. Let's do it. Well, I think it was also a step of faithfulness because for I'm sure you feel the same way, but I think it just got to a point that our, you know, our relationship dating felt holy. We were glorifying the Lord together, but it got to a point at the end we had been together for so long, it was like, okay, it's it's time to get married or this is going to turn into something that is not honoring the Lord. Um and so because we wanted to remain holy and righteous together we got married and i think it was the perfect timing that god had set for us yep good said it better myself <laughs> very good That's very good all right so let's transition from engagement into the first year of marriage if we've got any newlyweds listening to this i want you to hear this and realize that no couples are perfect no matter what you see on people's Instagrams, um, that is just a highlight reel. Everybody has a fight in their kitchen over dirty dishes. Um, no one's perfect. So during our first year of marriage, you know, I've just written down a few things that I think that we really struggled with because we kind of had this set perception in our head of what marriage was supposed to look like. And if our marriage was not following along with those things, then we were not doing it right like everybody else. You know, and so for me, I think um, the biggest thing was expectations. You know, like I had all these expectations of what I was supposed to do as a wife, um, what you were supposed to do as a husband. And I let that rule my reality. And it was like I had these goggles on that I couldn't see what was really happening or what would work for us because I was like, no, I got to do this. I got to have the dishes clean. I got to have dinner ready at so-and-so time. You know, we're supposed to go on this many dates a month, all of this. Um, so I think for me, that was a really like a breaking down time where I needed to get real with myself. Mm. Yeah. Um, so on the flip side of that, I think that I didn't, so managing the expectations is huge. That's a huge thing. I mean, yeah. that's something that you face even on a day-to-day level. Um, of just making sure that, that each person is on the same page that, I understand you're going to be at home at this time. So I'm going to make dinner or like vice versa or like, Hey, I feel this way. So we probably shouldn't do this or like, you know, just managing, making sure that each person is in check and you're on the same page. And I think I just being newly married at the time, uh, working the job that I was at working all the, like I just worked a lot of long kind of crazy hours. Um, I worked a job, um, in live production. So, um, I worked in the warehouse, super hot, but it was a really great job. I'm super thankful for it. Learned a lot about live production, audio, lighting, video, the whole nine yards, met some really great people through that, learned a lot. Um, but that came with working a lot of really late, um, exhausting hours and being away from you a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think being newlyweds at the time, that kind, that, that kind of hurt us because I think I didn't know how to manage your expectations of that or even how to like, like I had never been, you know, somebody else's to keep 
right. like in a way, yeah. like I never had to to tell anyone else my schedule. I just kind of came and went as I wanted, you mm-hmm. know, at home, and I never had anybody to report to. So I think, so I think I don't think I placed enough uh, importance on communicating to you and um, noticed how you were feeling. Like I don't think I ever was just like, huh, I wonder how Anna is feeling today, mm-hmm. or I wonder how, you know, like things that you learn later in marriage. Yeah. Um, I wish looking back that I would have like just like taking taking the time like every other day to think about huh how is what I'm doing today gonna affect Anna or like, you know, I wonder how she's feeling because of this. We were both really selfish. Yeah. And that coming into marriage as newlyweds, we were so selfish of our time. It's funny because you think that you're not selfish. You think, oh, I, I, I'm I, so sweet. I'm going to wash the dishes. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Like all this stuff you're serving somebody else. But like you can still serve someone and be selfish. Like just because you do nice things for people or you serve people or you think of somebody else often, that doesn't mean that you're not selfish. Like, And time is something that like we were really like selfish of like I know that I wanted a mm-hmm. lot of my own like alone time because if we think about it like I never really like yeah like at college I lived on my own somewhat but it was still in a dorm room with other guys and stuff yeah um at bible college there wasn't a whole lot to do yeah. so we were all <laughs> just hanging around doing stuff all the time so I was always around somebody so I think when we got married I just naturally wanted like some space Yes, because you had, I mean, I had had that time before we got married. I had my own home, you know, lived alone in this town four hours away from my family. So I had had years of alone time and I was coming to this marriage like, all right, I'm going to have a bestie in my house. We're going to hang out all the time, make music. And then he's locked up in this bedroom making music on his own for his alone time. Doing like stupid lighting tests with lights and cameras and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, everybody does need alone time. There's just balance. Yeah. Absolutely. Balance and communication. Yeah. I think communication is a heavy word um, that you and I have worked on over the years. We'll never be perfect at it, but we're so much better today than we were back then. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes just um, realizing that what you feel isn't always like reality. Like just because I feel or like I interpret you saying something one way, like, what you could have meant could have been the complete opposite. Like, like the way that you receive something when someone says it doesn't always line up with what their intention was when they actually said it. Um, so yeah, that's something that I've just had to learn like over the last couple of years is that sometimes what I think is like mm-hmm. reality isn't actually like if I take a step back and remove all my emotions from it and like just look at it for what it is, it's like, Oh no, she wasn't upset with me when she said that. I just interpreted it that way because I was insecure because I knew that I needed to do that or something like right, that. Right, right. So at this point in our life, we still haven't had children. We were still living that, you know, married life with no kids, freedom, late nights. <laughs> Doing whatever we <laughs> Doing, wanted. Sleeping in. Yeah. Um, and, and you were still working at um, this live production company, which I am so thankful for that company and those owners, Mm -hmm. we love them um, because that job gave you a foundation that you have been able to build upon. Yeah. Um, And the Lord has used that job to bring so many other things to life for his kingdom. Mm. And so now when I look back at all of that, I'm just amazed because I remember when you told me you were getting that job and how excited we were and how nervous you were because it was your (laughs) first time working in production. Yeah. Yeah. And you felt so inadequate. 
Yeah. And it's funny, like, I'm a guitar player too. Um, like, for those of you that don't know, it's like I've played guitar since like, like eighth grade, play worship, play like, like anything. And so I think like going into like, like even interviewing at that job, I was like, oh yeah, like I know a lot about production. I'm a, I'm a guitar player. Like I know what a quarter inch cable is. I know all my pedals, I hook it up and everything. <laughs> and then like, I remember one of the first like questions that they asked me, they were like, like, okay, we're looking for a term on how you like roll a cable. Can you tell us what that is? And it's just like, like coiling up a cable, you know, like an XLR cable or something. Um, and I was like, ah, I don't know. And this is like one of the most like basic things about like production. Like if you work in production, this is like ground zero, like baby steps. And uh, I just remember I couldn't tell them. And now I think back on that. I'm like, why did they hire me? Like, like granted, <laughs> like I know that they were super nice and it was and like they kind of took a chance on me. And like I worked really hard. I did like like I, I, I proved my my uh, myself there and everything. Mm-hmm. But I just remember it was funny. I was like, wow, I don't know as much as I thought I did. But you learned along the way. Yeah. And then that is what led to where we're at now. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was when we kind of started praying together that God would use these gifts that you had been building on in the production industry, but put them more towards a ministry focus Mm -hmm. um, in a church that we wanted to become a part of. Um, invest our lives in. And so we started praying. And I remember that we were looking at church openings everywhere. Yeah. Because everywhere. we didn't, I mean, it was just us. So we could make this an adventure. You know, we could have yeah, moved anywhere. We could move, do anything. And, yeah. I remember looking at these churches in Denver and Texas, like all of these openings. And then my mom called me one day and she said, listen, Savannah Christian, because it was still Savannah Christian back then, yeah, that's right. has this opening for a production associate and y'all need to apply. And I was like, what? Moving back home? Like, uh-uh. I don't want to move back home. And But we still looked at the position. Mm-hmm. And you applied. Yep. And you got the job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's funny. You can look back on your life and oftentimes, like, whatever season you're in now, God is using that to prepare you for the next season of your life. So, um, like my time at this live production rental house that I was at in Thomasville, um, God was totally using everything that I was learning there about live production, um, uh, like running sound, programming, lighting, all of that stuff. He was, he was, he was basically preparing me for the next step, which was Savannah Christian, now Compassion Christian uh, right. Church. Yeah. So, um, I interviewed there. Uh, I think we did like two different interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like. Yeah, it was funny. We came down and like we were like visiting with your folks or whatever. I think we like stayed the weekend with them, spent some time with them um, and stuff. And we like, I remember we pulled up into the parking lot um, for my interview and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, one, it was like the biggest church I'd ever been a part of. Um, But also I was just like, this is crazy. Yeah. Can't like believe it. So the interview went really well. I thought it was really good. Um, I don't know why I'm getting into this. (laughs) <laughs> so we're going to take a detour. But anyways, long story short, uh, God w- really had his hand on us. And um, it's been a blessing to be a part of Compassion Christian Church. Um, we love this church, love all that it does and stands for. 
Yeah. And I mean, and we were really sad to leave Thomasville. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like we were trying to get out of a bad situation or something that wasn't healthy. I mean, we loved Thomasville. We have such wonderful friends there. Your whole family is there. Um, And so we were really sad to leave that at that time I was um, on staff at our church had planted a new campus and I was leading worship there. And so we were stepping away from that to move here. But it's really it's really cool to see God's faithfulness over that that step that we took that was filled with fear. Yeah. I mean, I remember you looking at me. I was scared. Before we called Compassion Back with the answer, I remember you looking at me and being like, I don't think I can do this. I am so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just thinking cuz this was another like the first, well, so it was like the second time that like I'd let I would be leaving Thomasville because like I'd left once to go to the Baptist College of Florida, but this was like moving like permanently for like the foreseeable future, you know, mm-hmm. like going away, not just going and then returning, and then like not knowing anybody other than like your family and stuff um, here. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, a scary thing. Uh, new, bigger city, more opportunity, more things to do. Um, it was really exciting, but it was just really like. You know, there's a lot of uh, like anxiety and and like nervousness that comes up about moving, mm-hmm. and yeah, especially four hours away. Um, yeah, it was a difficult move. Yeah, and I think it's really cool that during those times of uncertainty is is usually, I mean, at least for me, is when God shows me the most. It's when He speaks to me the most because I'm at my weakest, and I have to ask Him for strength because I can't do it on my own. You know, and that I'm, you can vouch for this. Like I really struggle with being a strong person. Mm. So, you know, throughout my life, I've always just kind of been the strong one who, when things are getting rough, I'm not going to act shaken, you know? And so, um, that's something I've really been working on in the past couple of years. Um, that even though my heart may be soft, I'm not always showing it on my exterior, so I've been really trying to work to show that on the outside more um, to get better at that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we're going to do for episode one, JR. Oh, wow. I this, feel like there's so much more. Wow. So. This is wonderful. We should do wow. this again well, sometime. We just hit the 31, 35 mark. Yay. Not bad. Not bad. Y'all come on back now. <laughs> 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 all right i'm gonna cut this fun. off before Thank this gets crazy <laughs> y'all come back for the next episode we're gonna dive into some talk about foster care um which will be in our part two and i'm hoping that we will do a part three on music and mm. some production questions that you all have asked um if you're not following us on instagram head on over and check us out stay up to date with what's going on at i am anna benton and at the jr benton good job and if you guys have any questions you want to send in about any of this stuff, we're going to be doing foster care uh, yes. on the next episode, like you just said. And then we've got music and production rounds uh, coming up on the third episode-ish. Mm-hmm. So if you have any questions, just uh, send it to us, Instagram, all that stuff. All right, I'm getting, I'm getting the wave. I'm giving him the talking. hook right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys, this is fun. This is the first time I've ever doing it. I <laughs> You're really doing want a it great stop, job. You know? um, all right, you guys. Thanks so much. Everybody be blessed. Have a great week.